0: Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27, uh, verse 23. Yes. Then he got into the boat and his disciples
1: followed him. Amen. Amen. So what I saw there was, how does that apply to you and I? Right? The boat is going somewhere. It's a journey. It's a life's journey that we're all on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, each one of us were called by God for a purpose and we're leaving that purpose. We're out on that purpose. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you're here, you're going to leave it. There's no two ways about it. The revelation I was getting there and I want us to be aware of is that you didn't set out on this journey on your own. That's why I wanted us to worship to Emmanuel because Emmanuel means God with us. That's what it Mm -hmm. means in Hebrew. And it's a promise that was given by God to his people, to us, even before Jesus came. That promise was given to comfort us. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah seven fourteen it says, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin, a young woman will be pregnant and will have a son and she will name him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God is with us. So even before you got into that boat, God was already in that boat. And you chose to enter into that boat. You chose to enter into this life with Jesus in it. So it's not like you are the author of this path you're going. You are the author of this journey. No. Jesus already got into the boat. You chose Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so you're not sailing alone. He is with you. No matter what happens in that boat, no matter what happens on your life journey, he's already in that life journey with you. He's already there with you. Mm -hmm. You didn't happen to invite him on the journey or draw him in to the boat. He's already there. And that was a promise that God made to us even before Jesus came and entered the boat. Mm -hmm. Next verse, please.
0: Verse twenty four. Suddenly, a fierce storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping.
1: I mean, I guess <laughs> you know they didn't have weather forecasts then. I'm sure they were able to tell the signs of a storm coming or something. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes then they would, the animals would be running away or. You won't find animals or the birds would be flying all over, heading to a certain direction. There were ways you could tell that, okay, there's going to be a storm coming. But this, there was no warning. That's why it said suddenly. Suddenly. Yeah, out of nowhere. So you're on this life journey, wherever you are at now, you know, you're just going through the life that God has called you to live. And then suddenly a storm hits you out of nowhere. There was no warning, but the interesting thing is that Jesus is already there. Before that storm came, he was already there with you. Mm -hmm. If there was no storm, if there were no troubles, why would you need Emmanuel to be with you? Mm -hmm. So whatever you face, whatever storms come at you unplanned, you know, sometimes you see the warning signs ahead of time, but This one, there were no warning signs. And that may be the case of something you're going through or something that came upon you. That storm is there suddenly coming upon you because Jesus is in this boat with you. Jesus is in this life with you. Jesus is on this journey with you. You were never left on your own. So as we go through this season and as we're all busy, you know, carried away and thinking about this and one thing coming at us or the other, understand that you're doing and you're moving and you're operating in a boat with Jesus already sitting in it. Mm. Next verse, please. Verse
0: 25, the disciples went and woke him, saying,
1: Lord, save us. We are going to drown.
0: Wow. So they were scared.
1: Yes, and it makes sense to be scared. You know, the thing that concerned me, I want you guys to think about it. The thing that concerned me when they came to Jesus, I mean, Jesus was sleeping. Everywhere was chaotic and he was sleeping because he is peace. And so things around do not control the peace he is. He's the prince of peace. And because we are in him, we are at peace. Even when there's chaos all around, there's a storm blowing. It's hitting the boat. The boat is your life's journey. That's why in dream interpretation, anytime you dream, you're in a car or a bus or on a plane. All of that is normally a life journey. It's normally your ministry, your calling, your path in life. The boat, all of that is movement, is life, is progress. But you are the peace. God has placed his peace upon you. And so everything happening around you is not supposed to interfere with the peace that you are. That was how Jesus operated. The external forces could not interrupt who he was. How can peace and chaos operate? Peace is supposed to be superior to chaos. And so you see that the enemy wants to interrupt your very core. This is the prince of peace in a boat. So he is the leader of that boat. He is the captain of that boat. And then the enemy throws a storm. And you think that his peace, his personhood will be shifted because of an external force? No. And this was what he expected the disciples to to leave within. So I was okay. And I think Jesus too was okay when they said, Lord, save me. I get that. You will say, Lord, save me. But was the second part that was the problem. The second part was the problem. They had already confessed and seen a reality that was not God's plan for them. Yes, when you're going through the storm, Jesus is with you. And you can ask him to save you. You can ask him to deliver you. You can call on your God in your day of trouble. And he will hear you. He will answer you. He will deliver you. These are his promises. But for you to see yourself already drowning, that is a problem. Because now you have stepped out of the protection of God and you have seen what the enemy is showing you. So you're not staying within the atmosphere that Jesus has created for you. This is a protection you and I have as children of God. Jesus Christ is in this life book with us. And when the storm hits us suddenly, when the chaos hits us suddenly, it is an attack that is brought on from the kingdom of darkness. But what does God expect us to do? We're not supposed to see what the enemy is presenting. We're supposed to see what God is presenting us. The prince of peace is with you. Emmanuel, God is with you. Remember there was one time in Genesis 6 when Things were going crazy, the sons of God were coming to the earth and they were taking women and getting into affairs with them and God was like, my spirit will not strive with man again. But then to think that the same God would be like, I'm gonna send myself to you, God with us. So God will have this pleasure but his love is so encompassing and he will choose to not just have his spirit with us but he will send his own son. And now the Holy Spirit, so God has consistently been with us from the time he said my spirit will not strive with man anymore. He has continued to pursue us. So it is about time as Jesus leads this boat and because we have chosen to follow him. Let us begin to look at the perspective of Jesus. Let us look at the perspective that the Godhead offers us. Because in our God's kingdom, when there's darkness, right? Scripture says in Genesis that the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And God looked at darkness and said, Light be. So we're of a kingdom that when you see the enemy's presentations, you don't confess it. You don't see that storm and begin to confess that we're going to drown. You see that storm and you're like, yay! We have the greatest peace of all times. Our confession, our confession of our position in God really matters. And so Jesus is right there with them and they are telling Jesus they're going to drown. Like, is Jesus going to drown too? Like, he's so asleep. He's so asleep. The storm is so severe, but he is too sleepy. He's too sleepy that he's just going to drown. You won't drown. This circumstance will not consume you. Because before you stepped into the boat, Jesus was already in that boat. Before you came into this life, before you started living and becoming the person you are that we all love and admire and enjoy, Jesus already led your journey in your life. And so you're going to be okay. You just need to confess what God confesses. You need to speak peace in the midst of the storm. You need to take authority and speak your kingdom language and not what the enemy presents. Like I always say, the enemy likes to come at us in the flesh, you know. Hits us with the flesh and puts fear in us. And so he shows us the whole thing about our lives. One thing happens and you already feel you're going to die. I hear that all the time. Because it's what the enemy is presenting. What is not okay is now that you know, don't buy into his lies. I know sometimes when you're confessing the truth of God's kingdom, sometimes it almost sounds like a lie. Because clearly everybody sees the storm and you're confessing that you are at peace. The kingdom you belong to is beyond the external. So you must see what God presents to you. You must see what Emmanuel being with you is all about. Emmanuel shifts your belief system. Emmanuel shifts how you see things. Emmanuel shifts how you respond to things. One time Paul was in the boat with some prisoners. They had taken them from the prison and they were heading to Malta at this time. And suddenly their ship got wrecked. And for 14 days, these people didn't eat. You know, they were scared. They were like, what's going to happen to us? You can find that in Acts 27. In Acts 27 verse 34, Paul told them, he was begging them. He urged the prisoners to eat some food and stay alive. He said, none of you will lose even one hair of your heads. Wow. How did he see that? I mean, there were people there who could not swim. I mean, it was really chaotic. You know, just read that whole chapter and see how dangerous it was. So much so that the prison guards were ready to kill the prisoners off. It was that bad. And yet he was telling them, he wasn't only guaranteeing their life. He was telling them that one strand of hair from their heads would not fall. Man, what did Paul see that nobody else could see? And scripture goes on to say that the people were so strengthened when he revealed to them what he saw in the kingdom of God, when he spoke the language of the kingdom, which was totally opposite to what they were experiencing and seeing, these people ate food. And indeed, they survived. Some were able to swim off the shore later. Some ended up on pieces of the boat, on wood, on like debris, on like boards. But they made it onto the other side. Because there was a man in the boat who saw otherwise. This was the same scenario with the apostles and Jesus, the disciples of Jesus. Jesus was in the boat. So there was no cause for alarm. I was going to say, um, you know, all that sounds
0: like only a select few can reach that point. (laughs) You know, I'm like, it's all beautiful to at all times remember, you know, whatever happens to us. Yes. Jesus is with us. Yes. But sometimes, yes, we are humans and the fear is so strong, that you don't even remember, like, I mean, you don't see nothing else, but whatever is causing that fear. Yes. Yes. So how do you, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, it's so beautiful. It's so powerful to, you know, really reach that point where you like something scary like that comes to you and you are like, okay, this is the promise of God. God is going to be with me. You know, I'm like, how do you reach that point? (laughs) You see what I'm asking?
1: I I totally see what you're asking and I want to also encourage you that that's why we're here in this boat together, right? Yes. Yes. It's a growing stage. Nobody just comes out and has it all together. That's Mm -hmm. why we keep studying the word and The entrance of God's word brings light and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear this Mm -hmm. today and you meditate upon it and God forbid, but storms will always come. Then you Mm -hmm. will remember that I'm not supposed to confess what Satan's plan is. I am supposed to confess Mm -hmm. what God's plan is, even when it doesn't look like it. Because apparently, my words are so powerful. Yes. Yeah. And then what I do also is when I think about Jesus' response to them. Have you read that part, Jesus' response? Later on? Yeah. Read the last part, where Jesus responded. Verse 26. Yes.
0: He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. And it was completely calm.
1: Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... When he's saying that, oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? I think, I'm like, how does he expect them not to be afraid? Mm -hmm. Am I missing something? Mm. Right? So, for me, the challenge here is... Jesus actually expects me to have faith and not be afraid in such a situation because mm-hmm. he is with me. So how do I live in a daily consciousness that, hey, you're not going through that storm all by yourself. I was there even before you got into the boat. I was there even before you stepped into this life plane. I was watching over you before then. So for me it's to shift my mind into what Jesus Christ sees. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, he expected more from them. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should actually be better with my faith than where I am. And and Nadia, I just wanted to say that, you know,
2: Jesus knew everything. He knew the storm was going to come suddenly. The first that comes to mind was, um, and I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it says, count it all joy when you go through various trials and tribulations. yes. Because what that does is it builds our endurance, builds our character. Yes. It us in the spirit when we go through various trials and tribulations.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: these disciples, you know, were still, I should say, young in the spirit as they were following Jesus. And this might have been the first storm the, that they were in with Christ. And I think God, Jesus used it or allowed it as a testing or an opportunity to see where they were at, or he knew, you know, um, but he wanted to, in any case, he used it as a teaching point of, in my verse and Amplified, it says, why are you timid and afraid of little faith? And then he got up and rebuked the winds. I think he expected us, or he expects us and kind of expected them to rebuke the storm themselves. Yes, yes. And and, because he was asleep, he didn't want to be bothered with it. Yes. I do thank God, and I just want to say this and make this point. It's through good and sound and powerful teaching, which I thank God for this study, because it is not what a lot of people are getting. And you're right, um, Leticia, a lot of people probably won't get to that point where they rebuke a storm. But Jesus is there for all of us. Amen. And I'm kind of ahead of the curve a lot of times because we have this anointed teaching um, available to us. And I see where you are trying to lead us, Nadia, into a bigger revelation. Amen. Hmm. Who we are in him and who who he really truly is. I mean, he is the name above all names. Every knee shall bow. Mm. Um, of jesus amen and have that spirit that do power within us and if we would just grasp that revelation of that amen true you see a mountain or we go into a storm it would have to move out of our way yes yes immediately or it might take months or longer it doesn't
1: matter yes um,
0: this is gonna move
1: it is awesome awesome
0: it's it's powerful but it's i mean i always have questions anyway
1: no it's good leticia because what this is supposed to do is supposed to shift us from what we're used to our experiences right because what what has happened is that because of everything we've experienced Satan, the enemy, wants that to be our reality based on our experience. Uh-huh. That's why I'm like, Jesus expected otherwise. So uh-huh. now as we follow Jesus, we want to see what Jesus sees. And why he would expect otherwise. Because I can be what Jesus says I am. Because I can. he expects me to see what he sees. He expects me to command that storm like him but I'm not doing it because I've been hit by so many storms so how am I sure that I can command this storm and this storm will obey me right but Jesus is like no that is exactly what will keep you down you are now full of authority you are now Not alone. I am with you. You chose to enter this boat, this life. The boat is a journey. You made this choice to follow me in this journey. And you must trust that I will never leave you or forsake you. And when I say that I have given you authority... And whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is already loosed in heaven. I mean exactly what I say. So why will you keep believing the experiences you have gone through or the experiences you've seen others go through as truth when I present to you and I demonstrate to you that I am truth. I demonstrate to you that I can calm the storm and I say that you can too because you do it through me. Mm. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab spirit, spirit, spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths, the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now.